Our second lesson today is from Mark's Gospel, the 10th chapter, verses 46 through 52. As Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed Jesus on the way. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we did not gather this morning to hear a human word. No, we gather this morning to hear your voice speaking into our lives. And so it is my prayer that your Holy Spirit would come and make this sermon only of you, that your Holy Spirit would be in all of our hearts and minds, allowing us to hear you speak this day. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All of the Gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John's Gospels, they all seek to answer two questions. Who is Jesus and what does it mean to follow him? We've had in the chapters preceding today's reading different variations of people trying to answer that question. And we've had a few who have done it spectacularly badly. One of those is the rich man that we talked about last week. The rich man whom Jesus loved, it says. But in that passage, he comes to Jesus and asks him what he must do to inherit eternal life. It seems as if the rich man knows who Jesus is. But Jesus tells him that he must sell all of his possessions and come and follow Jesus. And the rich man cannot do it. He walks away saddened. He can't seem to do what is necessary in order to follow Jesus. Now, just a few verses before this passage today, we've had an interaction with Jesus and the two disciples, James and John. Now, at this point in Mark's gospel, we are getting ready to turn towards Jerusalem and Jesus' passion and crucifixion. And in the passages preceding this one, Jesus tells his disciples, when we go to Jerusalem, I am going to die. He tells them plainly. And right after that, James and John come to Jesus and they say, Teacher, we want you to give us whatever we ask for. And Jesus says, What do you want me to do for you? Which is the same question he asked Bartimaeus, yes? But he says to James and John, What is it you want me to do for you? And they say, 
Well, when you come into your glory, can one of us sit on your right hand and one of us on your left? It makes you wonder if they even know Jesus. Because he has just told them about this terrible thing that is going to happen. And they are more concerned with themselves than they are with what will happen in Jerusalem. And so we are left with the question at this point in Mark's gospel of what it must look like for someone to follow in the way of Jesus. We know the rich man can't do it. His possessions are an idol to him. His wealth is more important than following Jesus. James and John can't seem to do it. They're more concerned with their own glory. So the question remains for us, what does it look like to follow Jesus? And the answer is it looks like a blind man laying in the ditch on the side of the road in Jericho. Bartimaeus is what faith looks like. And we're told in this passage that Bartimaeus cries out to Jesus the minute he knows that it is Jesus of Nazareth. Bartimaeus cries out having faith that Jesus can help him. Have mercy on me, son of David. Help me. Bartimaeus has such faith in Jesus Christ that he is willing to call out to him over and over asking for help. We learn from Bartimaeus that we are to be a people who call out to Jesus for help too. And that we are to be a people who have such faith in him that we believe our prayers will be answered. Bartimaeus is also a model of what courage looks like. Remember all those people who are telling him to be quiet, to leave the teacher alone? Bartimaeus doesn't listen. Courageously, over and over, he just calls out more loudly. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. All of that social pressure of all the people telling him to be quiet makes no difference to Bartimaeus. He is courageous and bold in his continual coming to Jesus. And we learn from Mark's gospel that we should be courageous and bold in our coming to Jesus. But the end of the story shows us what true discipleship looks like. Because Bartimaeus at the end of the story has regained his sight and he doesn't go home. He doesn't go back to his family. Instead, we are told he follows Jesus on the way. He becomes a disciple. He starts to follow Jesus and learn from him everywhere that Jesus goes. And we are to be a people, too, who have such faith that we follow Jesus wherever he takes us. But I think the real thing that Bartimaeus has that sets him apart from the rich man and even from James and John is that he has a deep vulnerability about him. Bartimaeus knows who Jesus is. He knows that Jesus can heal him, and he cries out to him. But Bartimaeus also knows who Bartimaeus is. And Bartimaeus is someone who is deeply broken, who has nothing to lose, and who lays it all on the line because he so believes in Jesus. He is deeply vulnerable and open about his brokenness. And friends, that's how we should be too. We should be a people who cry out, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. 
And when Jesus asks us what it is that we want, we lay before him bare all of ourselves, broken, however we are, in order to come in faith to Jesus Christ. We're in the middle of the season of Lent, and we're supposed to be preparing our hearts for the crucifixion and for the resurrection. And that means it's a time of introspection and evaluation about who we are and how we are doing following in the way of Jesus Christ. And if Bartimaeus tells us anything, it's that we are to come to Jesus on our knees, in our brokenness, vulnerable and trusting that Jesus will answer us. Many years ago, I was a graduate student and I had a teaching assistantship, which means I got free tuition, but I made $2 an hour. And Brian and I had been dating for four years and he had worked for the same company the entire time. And we got married and two months later, his company shut down. And I remember being scared. I was really scared. We had no money and that bright, future we had on our wedding day suddenly looked pretty dark and dim. I remember thinking, we'll never eat again, and I love to eat. <laughs> Not being sure what was going to happen to us. And I was also a very new Christian. And I can remember wanting to ask Brian to pray with me, but I was scared. Because we may have been together four years, but there's something deeply intimate about sitting with another person and showing God your brokenness and asking for mercy. I was so scared to ask him if he would pray with me. But we began to pray together. And we began to sit and hold hands and we would say, oh God, we are so broken and we are so scared. Please help us. And those prayers were answered. And I look back on my life now, and that time of us praying together as newlyweds is one of the most special memories that I have. But what made it difficult and what made it rewarding was laying my brokenness before God and before another person. But that's who we're called to be. Our Lord and Savior already knows, but we are to come to Jesus because we know who he is, trusting in his ability to love and care for us, and we are supposed to say, have mercy on me, have mercy on me. And as Jesus has mercy, and as Jesus answers those prayers, our faith will grow, and we will follow Jesus on the way. So as you prepare your hearts this Lenten season, ask yourself, who is Jesus? Do I trust him enough to be completely vulnerable to him in all of my brokenness and offer yourself to Christ again and again, trusting that his love and grace will cover it all? Thanks be to God and amen.